Hey there, travelers. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. I'm Riley. And this is True Crime International. Do you guys do you guys like my rhyme? Yeah, I do. Travels to Riley's throat clears. I'm so creative. I am the most creative individual that I know. Because I am depressed. I feel like Jelly is gonna make quite the appearance in today's episode. Jelly, my frat boy um, alter ego, is coming through. Oh, Jelly, won't you come home? Jelly, won't you go? <laughs> okay, just go. So, Angelica, where are we going today? Today we're going to Finland, um, which has like a lot of interesting cases. So it's like really hard to narrow it down. And of course, I got into a Lake Bodum rabbit hole. A freaking again because it happens every time. Because <laughs> when I was like researching different cases, I saw Hans Osman's name again, and I was like, "What? This dude again?" Because he was a suspect at one point in that case, but he was also a suspect in another case. So then I was like, "You know, this dude had to have done something fucked up in his lifetime, like because you can't just be suspected in multiple murders and be completely innocent." I don't know what the Lake Bodum case is. What? You, and I, I've never heard of Hans Osman. You have just lost me. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it, it's been, like, done a lot before, which is why I'm not doing it today. But everyone, including Isabella, go listen to Morbid's episode on Lake Bodum. Because it's That's why I don't I don't really, really listen good. to Morbid, so that's why I probably Okay. Probably I've heard of Lake Mo- Bodum, but um, I, like, for some reason can't remember, like, why I've heard of it. But It's just... One of those really weird cases that makes legit no sense and leaves you with no answers. Oh, fine. So, it's one of those. And I'm going to tell you a different story that's going to leave you no more content than that one would. Cool. I've been to Finland, fun fact. Oh, I want to go. I have not been. My aunt took me there for three days once when I was like seven. In, it was right before Christmas, and it was the coldest I've ever been. Seven-year-old Bella did a lot more than me yeah we flew to england for christmas um and my aunt wanted to take me to finland for this special christmas thing so we arrived in london and then she was like time to get on another plane like the next day and then we went to finland and i was just so jet lagged and so tired but i actually remember the trip and i don't remember most things from when i was seven so mood me me either um for wait hold on for anyone who doesn't who cannot place the lake bodum murders it's those four teenagers who were killed while camping like uh, uh right next to lake bodum and they never found who did it yeah and it just happened very i, I don't know it you should definitely look into it because it's very it's weird. really creepy really creepy yeah. leaves you very unsettled um also <laughs> i, I want to let you guys know that again i had to translate a lot of the info 
for this case. So I'm sorry if I got anything wrong, but I still wanted to talk about it because it literally baffles me what this guy got away with. Like, it's insane. The guy I'm referring to is Yuka Torsten Lindholm, and he's a serial killer. Also, we'll, we'll come to find he's a serial choker. Um, and he's definitely one of the most significant serial killers in Finland, I would say, partially because, like, he's, he's alive still, and he was active for a really long time, but also because there were a lot of problems that the Finnish people had with the justice system because of how this all went down. Yeah, makes sense. Also, for those of you listening... It's pronounced Yuka, but I just want everyone to know it's spelled J U K K A. So if you see anything that looks like Jukka, but it sounds like this case, it's the same one. <laughs> yeah. So he was born in 1965 in Ulu, which is where most of this takes place. And I'm going to be referring to him actually as Michael throughout the episode because. Even when he changes his name a second time, like, he does, he changes his name twice. But it's always Michael. I do not know why, but he does. Likes the name Michael, apparently. Yeah. His parents divorced when he was pretty young. Um, and that, that definitely wasn't easy on him. And starting in middle school, he started, like, acting pretty problematic. And he really enjoyed violent things, which is fine. But when you start idolizing fictional, violent villain, like, characters, that's just, like, not good. And that's exactly what he did. And then he started committing smaller crimes, like theft, which included robbing his own grandmother. Like, that's so rude. (laughs) That's, like, that's, like, a compulsion at that point. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. He, he, like, he did it with some other people, too. I don't know. But he was also abusing alcohol during this point, like, starting at, like, 14 years old, I think. Yeah. He, he Definitely very troubled. Yeah. He, he started early on being... Alcohol on a 14-year-old brain probably isn't helpful... No. ...to the development. No. no. He committed his first significant crime in November of 1981 when he was 16 years old. And he kidnapped another 16-year-old girl who was named Kati. And he took her into a basement where he choked her with scarves and he threatened to rape her. Um, And, like, during this whole thing, she was, like, begging for her life and she didn't want to die. She didn't want to be raped. Like, she was just pleading with him. Where was this basement? I have no idea. the basement of his house or? No, I think it was, like, a basement of, like, an apartment building. Oh, kind of like in the in the uh, Pockmark Killer episode. Yeah, I'm, I I'm not that positive. The because the... those things are like cement walls. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. very vague. Um, but thankfully, she was actually able to escape. Um, also during this attack, he had on black leather gloves, which like tells me, had she not managed to escape, he was gonna like do something truly horrible to her. Yeah. Like, try to cover it up, something else. But also, the gloves and the scarves, they'll they'll pop up again. Also, um, 
Angel inserted a photo of young Michael, and he looks like an actor from an 80s movie called Pretty in Pink. And Which I'm trying one? to find his name. <laughs> he also looks like it could be in Wham. Yeah. I mean, he had one hell of a mullet during this time. It is. There there are so many textures to his mullet. Like, at the top, it's super curly. And then the sides just, like, stick out really frizzy. And then the backs is, like, just curly-ish. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's Andrew yeah. McCarthy. He plays Blaine. I know who you're talking about. He definitely looks like he looks so 80s, which makes sense. Like young. Okay, here. I'm going to copy and paste a photo. Yeah, for sure. He looks for like sure. this guy. Like for the sure. facial yeah. expressions. He, he definitely does. I don't know how this actor aged, but Michael definitely did not age. No, the actor aged much better than Michael did. <laughs> um, much better. Also, really upsettingly, uh, for some reason, he, he wasn't fined or punished for this at all. At which all? is really fucked up at all. Like, which is did she why... report it? Wait, uh, did she report it to the police or? Yeah, I believe so. But I think that the reason why the news about it is so vague is because he just like was not punished, which is really fucked up. Um, and then come 1984, when he's 19 years old, he ends up being sent to Carava Youth Facility. Um, and I'm assuming this is like a juvenile detention type place, but he's also 19 at the time. So I'm not, I'm not sure why he was sent there because like technically that makes him an adult, but yeah. also I don't know why he wasn't just sent there when he was 16. Um, and he was just sent to this facility for thefts and other like kind of attacks that weren't as. Was he like a kleptomaniac? No. No? Okay. This reminds me a lot of the case we did for Patreon in Argentina. Yeah. yeah the guy, he got he got sent to, um, like, a reform school. He was, uh, he wasn't a kleptomaniac, but he robbed a lot. And, like, this this is very, very similar. I, I, the, the robbing does not continue as okay, far gotcha. as I know. Gotcha. Um, it was, I think, more of a, like, him being a teenager. Also, he did it with people, like... Maybe he was in the wrong crowd, but, I mean, also, he's just awful, so. Um, yeah, mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> he wasn't even there for that long, though. Like, he got out in 1985, and I'm not sure what month. So, like, technically, depending on the months he was there, he could have been there for less than a year, mm-hmm. which... Isn't to me like enough time for rehabilitation to happen? Like, not I this kind of rehabilitation. Don't I don't get it. Um. Also, clearly, wasn't great because the same year he was released, he killed for the first time on my birthday. Ooh, August twenty sixth of the same year. Yeah, of the same year <laughs> of, of nineteen eighty five. Uh. <laughs> And the woman that he killed was 48-year-old Lina Laya Orvoki Lindholm, his own mother. Oh. So that's that. Um, that is... That was a surprise. <laughs> um, how? Why? I'll get, I'll get to it. I'll get okay. to it. Um, and he was... Because the how or the why doesn't, doesn't come up until later and you'll okay, see okay 
Uh, he was always a suspect in her death, as was this male friend that she had known. I'm assuming, like, a boyfriend. Um, but even though there were these two suspects, her murder was, like, not given the slightest attention. And I'm just like, a woman's murdered, and you don't, like, have a full investigation right away? Like, why? Right. And in the end, it was just marked as unsolved. I just don't get it. Like, I... Finish police, do better. Right? It's so weird to me. And jumping forward a year, because for some reason he he still had free reign, he takes the life of another girl. On July 26th of 1996, which is a month before I was actually born. (laughs) It was a month after I was born. He met two girls named Ticha and Katya. And when I say young, I mean they were 12 years old. And I'm not sure what the circumstances were for, like, how he met them. But he convinced them to come to his apartment so he could give them some money to buy alcohol. And, like, they're 12 years old, so they're very impressionable at this time. And they go with him to his apartment. But when he gets them inside, he demands that they have sex with him. Disgusting! And then when they refuse... He locks Katya in a in like a bathroom or a closet. I'm not sure which. And then the other girl, Tita, is thrown to the floor and he proceeds to choke her to death with a combination of things, including his hands, a belt, and I also believe that he sexually assaulted her. No. Yeah. It's devastating. <sighs> he eventually lets the other girl Katya out of the bathroom and he also sexually assaults her which to me is fucking awful as is and then you think about the fact that her friend's probably dead in the same room with her where he's doing this Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine it's awful um thankfully she's also able to escape and get away from him thankfully he doesn't seem very like uh yeah organized because 100% not at all organized and because I feel like if she hadn't have escaped, he would have probably killed her too. Oh yeah, I would. Like, I would assume so. I feel like he would have killed any of the women that managed to escape. One hundred percent. Yeah. And while she is escaping, Michael also flees the scene, and he runs into like a forest or something. Stupid. Are they not in his apartment? Yeah, they were. <laughs> like he literally, like she escapes, and he's. Also leaves and runs away. And he, like, does... I mean, there's a dead child in his apartment, too. So it's like, bro. And, okay, so... Wait, okay, It's like, at least remove the evidence. He's not even trying that much. No. There's so much evidence against this man. Like, I... I don't get it. Did he kill his mom in their apartment, too? Mm Mm-hmm. In her bed. Yeah. Disgusting. And here's the thing. During this crime... This dude is literally drunk as fuck. He has blood alcohol content of 1.75. Holy oh my shit. God. How, how was he able to do anything with that literally, amount of alcohol how is he in coherent? I don't know how he made it into a forest. Like, I don't know if he, like... How is he able to stab? Isn't legal limit, like, 0. Yes. 0.2 or 0. Dude, 0.4? you can literally... This amount of alcohol could have killed him. Like, I don't know. That's, like, yeah. alcohol poisoning level. If I had that amount of alcohol in my system, I would be dead. Yeah. I would not be alive. No. How I is literally... he not puking? How is he not peeing every two minutes? Like... I, 
I don't know if he like rapidly got drunk after he committed the crime or during it. Like I well, just, he so he probably was an alcoholic, meaning yeah. his tolerance was probably pretty high. Yeah, but still, this is like off the charts. Yeah, it's insane. Um, the police end up catching him. Good. Yeah, very good. But I mean, as you'll see, not that great. Uh, when he is in police custody. He also finally confesses to his mother's death. He said that he'd been mistreated by her. um, And he had been upset with her because of the fact that she didn't, like, make an effort to get him released from the youth facility. Like, he was, like, there for a year max. So Also, he needed it. Yeah, he (laughs) literally needed help. Like, why are you upset about that? And then he was also upset... And, like, jealous of the fact that his mom was dating someone and that she'd been staying with him rather than Michael and his father. But, like, his parents are divorced. Why would she not have her own life again? Like... Exactly. I don't get it. He also said, and I literally cannot with this, quote, I don't think I killed my mother. However, the death of my mother must be due to my work. End quote. What? (laughs) (laughs) What? What are you trying to say, dude? Who is this guy? (laughs) Who is this bitch? I don't get it. He's too much. Um, He's like, I didn't kill my mom, but, like, I also, like, my work killed her, but I didn't kill her. Yeah. Also, uh, before he murdered his mother, he put on her leather gloves and some of her scarves. Scarf eye. Uh, The other day, I was FaceTiming Riley, and she decided the plural of scarves which is already plural should be scarfy (laughs) (laughs) i hate her (laughs) um but you'll remember this is eerily similar to his first assault of the 16 year old when he was also 16 so he had on leather gloves and he had scarves that he choked the girl with so i'm assuming maybe these items were also his mother's like i wouldn't be surprised um He seems to have formed this method. I'm also assuming he strangled his mother because it seems like this is his MO, like, for sure. Strangulation is, like, one of the... How do I put this? It's, like, the most personal way to kill someone. Yes, and, like, the the most, like, I don't want to say forceful, but, like... It takes a ton of effort. Yeah. It's literally... Like, pardon the pun, it is literally the most hands-on way to yeah. kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And Which I think is why it, like, makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, it's the fact that you guys are saying this because it does relate to something that happened that he, Michael says later on. That oh, lovely. That makes me want to, like, punch this dude. Love this. Um, and then despite this confession, when he's back in court, he takes it back. I won't take He's like, name. take backsies. Uh, but yeah, he was like, no, I, I didn't actually. He states that he'd been like on multiple psychotic drugs at the time also. I, I don't know if he's he like, means- I could have said anything. <laughs> I, know. But I also don't know if he means he was on drugs when he murdered his mother or like during the confession. Like, I don't. But either way, like you clearly murdered your mother. You clearly murdered this young girl. I don't know why he tried to take it back. Like, I just. I don't know why. And then Riley's going to tell you his first uh, court experience. So, 
on March 17th, 1987, St. Patrick's Day, 1987. Oh my God. <laughs> I just realized that I definitely said 96 earlier. Um, it was 86. It was 86. He just so y'all know. He killed those girls in 1986. I I apologize. I'm I'm an actual mess. <laughs> This is not the first time. You got to double check your dates, man. Yeah. I don't <laughs> it know. happens. Um, on this day, on St. Patrick's Day, the court found him guilty of two counts of manslaughter as well as other crimes and sentenced him to nine years and seven months in prison. But a different court said that his mother's death was not a murder. Instead, it was an assault with negligent homicide. And they reduced his sentence to seven years in prison. Which... What's the fucking difference? Yes. Why? <laughs> like, why does it matter? Literally, I don't That is it. literally just semantics. You Like, it, you, they literally just described murder. Yeah. Right? Like, he assaulted her, but she died. Like, no, that that's... That's murder. That's still murder. Yeah. Even if his intent wasn't necessarily to kill her, he wanted to gravely injure her. Yeah. Literally. And he has showed no remorse over her Absolutely death whatsoever. No. So it's just like, come on. And then he was supposed to get this, like, the seven years, which was already a reduced sentence. But he ends up getting out after being granted parole in 1992, just five years later. And it's like, mm, no. I hate I that. I don't believe so. Um, so he was released in May. And then a year later, on May 31st, he murders another woman. Why are they letting him out of prison? I know, right? His 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 third murder victim is forty is a forty two year old woman. He ended up in her apartment. I don't know the circumstances of how or why he was there, but he ended up choking her to death with a cloth belt. And he gets taken in by the police again. Acts and he acts like he's just done nothing wrong. Claims that someone's like been setting him up. But then in June of the same year, he escapes the police station with another guy. And, like, that's not the moves of an innocent man. No, not at all. Also, I'm just like, it's a police station. And I know that escaping prison is really difficult, but I feel like escaping a police station should be harder. Like, there's, like, so many more people. <laughs> yeah, there's smaller spaces. And less Unless there's, like, a on. back door. I just don't understand how not one, but two men escaped. Like, what? But, <laughs> so he he gets out, or but he he does get got again. Um, he, gets, he gets got he gets it good. Got, he gets got, <laughs> and he's sentenced to 9.5 years for this woman's murder. And also, they, they declare that he's totally sane, um, which is troubling. Um, and then he talks to investigators and confess. <laughs> I wrote, confesses? Go fuzzies? <laughs> what? <Covefe? laughs> uh, he confesses, um, but he says that her death was a complete accident. And this this is why, like, when you guys brought up how um, this connects to the whole choking thing that you guys brought up earlier. He says that he asked if they could have, like, explicit sex. And I'm assuming he means, like, rough sex. And when he was playing with her neck, he realizes... That she had actually choked to death. And like, so like accidental autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, but here's the thing. 
We've talked about this in other episodes, and it's hard to, like, choke someone to death. It's hard to do that. And given his track record... I mean, they might, like, pass out, but, like, it takes a long time to strangle someone. Given his track record, he didn't do this accidentally. Like, he has choked multiple women to death already. Yeah. Like, he didn't do this by accident. Like, come the fuck on. I don't... I don't doubt that he asked if they could have erotic yeah. sex, but I think that he had other motives. Yeah, for, for that sure. Sex. Mm-hmm. And also, if you weren't convinced that this was an accident, um, that this was not an accident. Yeah. <laughs> after he murdered this woman, he then retreated to his mother's grave where he stayed for a few hours. Like, to no. <laughs> this, this just feels similar. Like, this is somehow connected to his mother on some level for me. Especially because he goes to her grave after he does something like this. Like, it's fucked up. Was there was there evidence of sexual assault on his mom? I do not believe so. She was the only one that they didn't mention sexual assault, so I don't think okay. that happened. Okay. And after his confession, they actually changed his sentence to 10.5 years. Instead of 9.5, which I'm, like, not mad about. Yeah. It could have been more, but... Yeah. They send him to a special institution, which I'm assuming is, like, one of the rehabilitation centers rather than just, like, being a prison. hmm Then some stuff happens in prison. Uh, there's some psychiatric reports that declare that Michael really liked to exhibit this really toxic masculine persona... Specifically, like, the rage he felt as a teenager. And then he, so he, like, wanted to act with the violence of his youth because he really appreciated that violence, which is really messed up. Um, However, while he was in prison, he starts to wear dresses and, like, more dainty underwear, makeup, stuff like that. And we remember he did, like, wear his mother's gloves, her sashes, etc. So... It seems like Michael was just more and more creating this, like, persona for himself, who he imagined himself to be. Um, and also one of the heads of the institutions, like, wouldn't allow him to do this, which really made him mad. And honestly, this is, like, one of his few actions that doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. So if I'm this not is really what he sure. wants to do to pass the time, exactly. Also, let him do like, it. A rehabilitation center, you'd think that maybe, like, that was part of his rehabilitation for himself. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know. So this is, like... Is this prison or a rehabilitation center? Or, in Finland, do they treat their prisons like rehabilitation centers? Because I know in Norway they do. There are different types. Okay. So if you look there's... at Bella, if you scroll a little bit more, there's a photo of like his room, and it's yeah. definitely like a cozier type yeah. prison. And th- th- this is why I'm asking because uh, Red Handed just uploaded an episode that was in uh, it was about the all the the massacre in uh, Oslo a few years ago. Yeah. And they talk about Norwegian prisons, and seeing seeing as Finland's very close, um, I'm curious because uh, Norwegian prisons are vastly different from like American or British prisons in that uh, prisoners are given a lot more freedom and it's it's treated as a rehabilitation place. It's it's not treated as a place to punish people. It's a 
about making people better. So I'm wondering, like that's that's my question here: is are Finnish prisons similar? So there they are because it's like it's the whole Nordic like um, system changed mm-hmm. over like the after I want to say like. 19, it was like in the 60s. Yeah. We'll, 19, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, Bella. Yes. Okay. But you're on the right track for sure. So also in prison, he got married to a to woman, who? <laughs> to a woman <laughs> named Haniel Pentholm, who was there for murdering her husband. What a pair. Much made in heaven. <laughs> um, and they were married for a couple of years. And then he changes his name to Michael Maria Pentholm. So this is his first name change. Um, so he takes her last name. Uh, no idea why their relationship didn't work out. No idea. It, it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Uh, he also received treatment of some sort. And I'm assuming rehabilitation. Um, like Prior to his release, they concluded that he wasn't ready to be in the real world. Which has been clear time and time again. Um, Mm -hmm. And he'd likely continue to be a danger. Uh, I'm assuming this is why he wasn't released until November 2008, because he stayed in prison for 14 years rather than 10.5, which I'm not complaining about. Yeah, me either. I love how you keep saying 10.5. I don't... (laughs) That's what it said. I don't know. (laughs) 10 and a half, half, 10.5, same thing. (laughs) Uh... Uh, okay, so I don't know why they did release him, though, because he's definitely still not fit for society. He's a violent man, and he just keeps hurting people. In August of 2009, he got his own apartment. And then throughout late summer, early fall, he would call women there uh, for, like, massages or different household needs. And then he would proceed to choke them. He did this approximately three times. He didn't kill any of them, but I think that was a matter of them being able to escape because he definitely wanted to hurt them. Um, he really is, like, sloppy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. thankfully, but, like... I think he would have uh, killed a lot more people had he been better at it, but I'm glad yeah. that he wasn't. Uh, he was reported to the police, um, and in 2010, he was arrested for this and charged with six years for the three attempted manslaughters and assaults. And they said he had to serve the full sentence because the mental studies continued to declare this man was a threat to the public, which is super clear to me. Hold on. Why why attempted manslaughter? I have no idea. How does that actually make any sense? Because that's the whole thing is like manslaughter is killing someone without intent. And murder is killing someone with intent. So how can you attempt to not attempt to kill someone? I literally do not understand. That makes no No. sense. But so, and then in 2011, they switched it to four years, five months, because they declared the attacks were just aggravated assaults, which is so fucked up to me. Plus, to top it off, they said that he, or that the prerequisites to set out his whole sentence didn't exist but like he murdered three people already like i feel like he has the prerequisites i don't know and then he like went out and tried to do it some more i do not like this picture of his mugshot no um it really bothers me he has he has dead eyes 
Yes. Like, there's no soul yeah. there. Also, he's really tried to hold on to his voluminous mullet, and it just hasn't. Mm-mm. No. It has not, not aged. aged well. But these three crimes weren't the only things he was doing in 2009. He had also raped a woman and assaulted other individuals. So in 2012, he was given four years and four months for those crimes. Just keep him away. Right? Like, keep him like, away. Like, why do they keep letting him out? He keeps reoffending. Yeah. I Eventually don't. got to learn that your rehabilitation isn't working on this particular individual. Yes. So maybe keep him in prison. Exactly. And so he's in prison. And when 2015 comes around, he's actually serving his time as his renamed self, Michael Pentila, in something that's called an open prison. Now, I, I didn't know what that was, really. Uh, so I'm going to have Riley explain it a little to us. And she's also going to be able to answer your question from earlier, Bella. It definitely explains what was going on. Yeah, like okay. like kind of what you described. Um an open prison is like a very, very light security prison where inmates are basically trusted to complete their sentences and they're not like forced to stay in a cell or anything. Um, they can get jobs in this kind of prison. In one that I read about that's in Finland, all of the 70 inmates are expected to work in the greenhouse every day as their job and they like... Um, they like plant stuff and then they harvest it and then they sell it for profit and stuff like that. Um, and they make $8 an hour. They have to pay rent for their place to live inside the prison. Um, they grocery shop in town, like in the, in the nearby town where the prison is. And every few months they get three days of vacation. And they focus on like rehabilitation because it allows them to carry on with kind of like a normal life, but still have some supervision. There was actually a quote from one of the prisoners in an article that I read, and it was like, obviously, like, we can escape, but if we escape, then we're going back to regular jail, and this is so much better than regular jail, like, why risk it? Yeah. So I appreciate that, but I also don't feel like every single prisoner has the same mentality, which is why they only allow certain people in these prisons. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of changed their prison system to something like this because in the 1960s, researchers in Finland began investigating how much punishment really helps in reducing crimes. And spoiler alert, it doesn't help. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, uh, I think the rate of reoffending in the U.S., which is a punishment prison system, mm-hmm. is like 70%. Yeah. yeah. They whereas in the Nordic countries it's forty or below. Yeah. So in Finland they and in the Nordic countries, they think it's more important to invest and make sure that there is the possibility of rehabilitation, like invest in the prisoners. Um and I agree with that because when they come out they're gonna be better people, so why not invest in it? Invest a little bit more money so you have less crime. Research has also shown that the reoffending rate dropped by 20% for people who were housed in open prisons in relation to regular prisons. And relation wasn't the same word. Wasn't the right word. God dang. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, obviously, these types of prisons are only for like low-risk offenders and people who really have a chance at rehabilitation, which is why I'm confused as to why this man was put in one because... He do be pretty dangerous. He is not, like, there is no way that he's going to be rehabilitated at one of these things. Yeah. 
100%. And, like, I understand this idea, and I like it, to be honest with you. But, like you said... Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's a great idea. And, like, the quote from one of the prisoners, they obviously really like it there, and they'd rather be there than inside a prison cell. But that's only going to work for a certain percentage of people. Exactly. I think that... And I I think it would work for the majority, but... Michael's very much proven himself to not be the majority. Yeah. Yes. I I definitely serial killers don't seem like the type that it would work for. Exactly. And <laughs> I feel like Michael should definitely be in a closed prison because like considering the extent of his crimes, murder, rape, etc., like these are serious misdeeds. Like the worst yeah. of the worst. And they realized it was a mistake for him when he escaped while on a shopping trip. In 2015. Well, duh. (laughs) And also, this is his second time escaping from, like, a prison or a jail. So, like, I I really don't know why he was ever sent to an open prison. They're like, we're going to try everything just to make sure. (laughs) But thankfully, he was caught a day later and sent to a closed prison. Thankfully, he's an idiot. Yeah, he really is. Uh, he was released on Christmas of 2016, though. Which Stop releasing him! And also, it's only a year after he escaped. Like, I... Uh, that's shit. Um, and now, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly happened or the specific crime, but he was arrested again in April 2017. But then he was released, only to be arrested again in May. But then he was released yet they again in July. So much trouble. Yeah. So So much trouble. He was released again in July until he was finally arrested in May of the next year. And as far as I could tell, this was all to do with the same investigation and crime. And he got a sentence of two years, six months for it. And, like, as well as needing to pay the victim. I, again, it's very vague about what this crime was. She Angel has this picture on the document <laughs> where he's like in court and he's covering his paper his face with papers and he's like has his middle finger up and she captioned it Mad Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he was so upset. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's funny to me. Um I'm not sure when he was released again, to be honest. Like what date? But in April 13th of 2018, he was definitely on April 13th. Huh? On April 13th. In April. April (laughs) On April 13th of 2018. He was definitely out of prison because that's when he took the life of a fourth victim. This victim. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This victim was a prostitute who was not actually discovered until May 4th. Um, So I'm assuming he did a better job at hiding her. I don't know. He was arrested just two days later. He was actually given a life sentence this time. And I hope it Thank stays God. that way. Because he yeah, has... Stop letting him no. out. He's said that he's going to try to appeal it. So, like, I really hope that it stays. Um, my last note on this case is I asked my cousin, who actually lives in Finland, about this case and, like, the justice system. And while she hadn't actually seen a lot about him in the news... Which is a surprise to me, but I guess, like, most of his bigger crimes were in the 90s. And 80s. Yeah, so I guess it checks out. But she did say that a lot of the citizens really do think that there are 
places in the justice system that are just way too lax, especially sentences for people who have committed crimes of rape and murder. Mm-hmm. People who, like, honestly, <laughs> I mean, like, we saw Michael. He's he's not trying to be rehabilitated. He's not going to change. He really no. is not. Um, there are a lot of citizens that are trying to uphold the court account that are trying to hold the court accountable <laughs> for his life sentence due to the extent of his terrible crimes. I really fucking hope he never gets out of prison. Like No, he, he better not. At this point, he's killed, what, four people? Yes. So, yeah. like, any person who's killed four people should never get out of prison. And then he's no really, matter and He's what. been arrested and released how many times? Like, they just didn't... They didn't learn. And honestly, that fourth victim, in my opinion, is the fault of the Finnish justice yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because he kept reoffending, and they kept letting him out. Exactly. And also, he, like, raped two to three other girls that he didn't kill. Yeah. And he assaulted a bunch of people. So, like, he, had he somehow and- attempted yeah. manslaughter, which I still don't fucking <laughs> I don't understand. Know. Um, but, yeah, that's that's our case today. I doubt you feel good about this. <laughs> I don't. No, um, I feel I feel fired up, honestly. Yes, I'm very upset. Um, but if you want to uh, address your anger at Michael and how... If you want to see these uh, incredible pictures of him. Yes, they are. They're they're some classic shots, that's for sure. Uh, You can um, talk to us on Instagram at truecrimeintl or our Facebook group, which is just True Crime International. Um, Also, if you want more uh, content from us, if you would so like to listen to our voices more, telling you stories um you can subscribe to our patreon we only have one level so far for five dollars if you can afford that so maybe head over there if you're if you feel so inclined um also we would love to see some more reviews on our apple uh podcast page place because we know that's where you listen so um we would love five five star reviews um and nice messages we we like please that. just because it helps uh more people find the podcast uh helps to boost it a lot in apple podcasts so five star reviews yeah but yeah uh take us away riley take us away uh, we hope you learned something new uh we hope you learned something new about how the justice system should work yeah not how it worked for michael No. (laughs) And we hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. Bye. Bye.